Some people say that giving thanks should not be confined to just one day out of the year, but that we should feel thankful every day. Hogwash, I say. On any given day, you can open up your newspaper to the latest reports on climate change and the all-but-inevitable devastations on the horizon. Turn the page or scroll down a little further for the mass shooting of the week. Or I should say these days, shootings of the week. Daily updates on the mendacity in Washington. Yet another black man found probably innocent after 36 years in prison for a crime he did not commit. A woman murdered in a parking garage for ignoring the cat calls of a man on the street. Another oppressive government in power killing or jailing its perceived enemies. In China, Russia, Bolivia, Brazil, Myanmar, Iran. Regular news of our country's various oppressions. Zimbabwe's starvation. Venezuela's descent into chaos. And alongside this little ticker tape of doom I'm unspooling, you can add your own personal struggles with health, with loved ones in trouble, with anxiety. We should feel thankful every day? Give me a break. If anything, we should be wishing each other a happy Thanksgiving with a question mark at the end. Yet here we are this morning. With all the violence, poverty, and sorrow in our world, we gather to commit the, the outrageous act of giving thanks. And it seems to me that contrary to feeling grateful every day of the year, we should be amazed at our audacity in taking even one single day out of the year and giving thanks. Because you know what that does? It proves that we can still hope. And if hope can be proved to exist, then despair will always be an option rather than a foregone conclusion. Giving thanks these days is nothing less than an act of defiance. The tiniest little spark tended for 364 days in the darkest of rooms, joining itself for one day, one meal, to all the other little flickering flames across this nation, briefly shedding light once more on other possible outcomes. So I charge you this morning to say happy Thanksgiving with passion and heat in your voice. Let it be the words of a secret code passed among your fellow soldiers in battle that vows I am not giving up without a fight. Whenever I bring Holy Communion to parishioners who are sick, at home or in the hospital or at a rehab center, I almost always read the gospel passage from Luke about the ten lepers who are healed and only one returns to give thanks to God. Invariably, I then give this short little homily you know, the reason I read that passage is because I think its message is that no matter how much we are struggling in life, how much we're suffering, or whatever we're going through, 
Like that tenth leper, it's important to always find something to be grateful for. And even as I'm saying these words at someone's bedside, I sometimes think to myself, you audacious little jackass. (laughs) Here's this person suffering with chronic pain, struggling with a terminal illness, afraid they're dying, or just depressed at being sick, and you're telling them there's always something to be grateful for? And, And you know what their response is? Every single time, before I've even finished with my silly little speech, they start nodding vigorously. Oxygen tubes in their nostrils, IVs stuck in their arm, pain in their back, sadness in their heart because their family no longer visits. They nod vigorously and say, yes, yes, I have so much to be grateful for. I have been so blessed in my life. That is giving thanks. That's what it looks like to resist the pull of despair. That's why it's important to recognize all the abundance we've been given and not be stingy with it. Because expressing your gratitude will save you from despair and will bless you tenfold. Beloved, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, and if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Hold on to what is good. Cling to the possible. Cleave your heart to whatever is hopeful around you. Be the blessing you seek. Become the solace you long for. And you will find it. I was a wandering Aramean who went down into Egypt and lived as an alien. I became a great nation which struck fear in their hearts so that the Egyptians treated me harshly and afflicted me. But I cried to the Lord and was heard and was saved and was brought into a land of milk and honey. So now I bring the first fruits of the ground that you, O Lord, have given me. We all are descended from some wandering Aramean or another. And we too have received a bountiful harvest from this land of milk and honey. So, upon which altar will you place your thank offering this year? At Second Harvest? West Valley Community Services? Heifer International? At a sickbed? In a prison cell? Everything you have is God-given, including the brains and the grit and the luck that brought you this far. How much will you give back in Thanksgiving? Because it's one thing to enjoy a delicious meal around a table with loved ones, and another to share from your abundance with others who cannot. Both acts are precious in God's eyes. But the gratitude around your table is proven when you put it into action. Give till it hurts, they say. But I say, maybe your threshold of pain could use a little leveling up. 
And you know, wandering Arameans still walk among us. How you treat them is also a reflection of your gratitude. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Jesus has left the building for the time being. You are the body of Christ. You must sate the hunger. You must quench the thirst. You must bring the hope. Happy Thanksgiving, my fellow soldiers in battle. Amen.